Welcome, everyone, uh, to today's podcast with IBC Global. Steve Parisi here, your host. Uh, today, we have uh, a good friend of mine and uh, a business partner as well uh, with us, Denzel Rodriguez, as a guest. Denzel, how are you doing, my friend? Doing well, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. This is uh, well well overdue. Oh, I... uh, so this is fantastic that we're... Uh putting some time together to, you know, talk to our audiences and show what kind of relationship we have together and how much fun we're having, making a ton of money, helping people yeah. and really building out this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, it's been overdue. I mean, I've been, we've been talking about it for like what a year, something like that. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did one really good collab that ranked really high on your YouTube channel and I still get comments to this day. People are like, oh, found you listening to uh, that collab you did with Steve. But that, I'm like, wow. That weird insurance guy. Going. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. on. Right on. Well, thanks thanks so much for making some time. Um, yeah, really appreciate it. So, you know, for our first podcast, what I really wanted to talk about is a lot of times people reach out to me like, hey, you know, we, we hear Denzel talk about you, your agents mention him whenever we ask about Velocity Banking, that you guys work together. Um, so a lot of people like the ideas out there that we've worked together for a while, but that's about it. It's like, hey, I think they work together and it, it's they kind of do the same thing, same policy design, but <laughs> it kind of stops there. Um, so obviously we've worked together for a while, but just to kind of lay things out, you know, I wanted to have more of a discussion with you of how we've been working together from start up until now, and you know, my the best way to attack it is let's just start from the beginning and and take it from there, you know. So we met. It was probably what about two closer to three years ago, something Correct. like that. Yeah, um, right around twenty seventeen, yeah. uh, end of twenty seventeen, beginning of twenty eighteen. Yeah, is when I initially came over your marketing material. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you would actually come through one of our, our sites just doing research at the time on, on the banking concept. So you're looking into cash value life insurance uh, and such. And if I recall, you were primarily shopping around, you're looking at different companies, different policies, trying to figure out more or less how to how to do things right. I remember you saying, hey, I know something's there like with this policy design as you were digging into it really from the consumer side. Um, but I guess if you want to share with everyone your from, from your side, kind of how you came across us and how you decided to work with us really as, as call it a consumer and agent from the consumer and agent side in the beginning. And we'll, we'll begin there. Definitely. Um, so, Prior to even coming across your Intel, your data on infinite banking, I was a part of another company called Renatus, which is a real estate educational school. And they were teaching people how to, you know, invest in real estate. And they also were talking about velocity banking. And at that time, velocity banking really caught my eye because it was something that I was doing already without even like knowing what I was doing. I was already like using credit cards, using a line of credit to pay off debt and increase my cash flow and build credit. And I was like, you know, 20, 19, 20 at the time when I first started building my credit, trying to get my family out of debt, trying to get myself out of debt. Um, 
So I find Renatus, was with them for maybe a couple of months. And I'm still with them to this day where I, I get my information and knowledge from. But it was only a couple of months where somehow, I think it was through Facebook or might've been like just on the, the Google. And I had seen infinite banking or become your own banker. And I was like, I wonder how that relates to velocity banking. You know, I just kind of put the two and two together. I was like, there's gotta be something there. And then before I hit your information, there was another gentleman that was um, talking about the infinite banking concept, um, but doing it differently from you. He was, you know, using uh, some of the smaller uh, whole life insurance companies like Penn Mutual, Lafayette. Um, and so he had content, really good stuff, really good information. He was teaching it to me. And then I was like, let's see if I can get a second opinion. Let's see if there, there could be someone else that could chime in on this. And the conversation, this is the, the breaking point for me or the, the decision-making process that ultimately led me to you, which was the conversation I had with the other gentleman was strictly sales, sales, product, and design. And it was, you know, trying to get me in, you know, I'm, I'm a young kid and I, I got savings, I got credit, you know, I, I, I have the ability to do this. When I hit your site, it was like, get access to the vault of information up front. Here you go. Here's it all here, here. And I'm like, oh my God, none of this was talked about during the previous conversation. And then I reached out to um, a guy named John. On, that was on your team originally yep. older gentleman super laid back you know funny guy i think i had a first my first conversation was with him after hitting you know getting access to your vault of information and at this time i did not know who you were didn't know your name and you did not have a youtube channel at this time uh and then that conversation with with john was super relaxed um and then he, I sent the illustrations that the other gentleman from Penn Mutual that I had. And then I think it was maybe the second or third phone call. I actually got to speak to you. Um, and then your conversation beyond sales and product design, it was like, in a way you weren't, you weren't pushing me away, but you were encouraging me to do more research. So I'm like, okay, that was relaxing. You know, the, the, the phone call was super relaxing, super laid back. You're like, hey, here are the, the four major mutual life insurance companies that are out there according to financial performance stats. But don't take my word for it. If you look it up here, if you go here, if you go there, you'll see that. And um, in the meantime, I'll take what you have, the design, and we'll uh, match it up to a mass mutual or a guardian. And then, boom. And, and, you know, the next conversation, I mean, it was, it, it wasn't sales. I really didn't feel like I was being sold into anything, but rather just being re-educated on this new discovery of infinite banking. And just here we are, you know, this is around 2018 and I'm, you know, working a job at the time I'm doing velocity banking for myself. This is before I had a YouTube channel as well, before I even had a business idea or anything. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, a few more phone calls, you know, I finally, you know, get my own policy in place. But at the same time, you were doing 
these webinars back to back, like on a weekly basis, I would tune in almost every single time the emails. Um, none of it was sales. It was super transparent, straight up information. Um, and it was so good that it's like I sold myself into it. You know, I didn't have to be sold. I, I, I bought into it after I was like, all right, there's, there's something there. I got to figure it out because it seems to me like the wealthiest of the wealthiest individuals on planet earth are incorporating these strategies, real estate, velocity banking, infinite banking, 10 X. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, <laughs> what's going on here? You know? And, um, you know, fast forward mid 2018, I had a, a summer of, of 2018. I had lost my job, got fired. You were super supportive in that time. Um, you know, we designed a policy for myself to uh, really make money on my own self because I was an agent. You know, and that was the other super cool thing is prior to meeting you, I had, I had already had my life insurance license. And you were super transparent with other agents. And you were like, you know, here's what we're doing. And if you want to hop on board, you know, you could work with us and work with other companies, not be bound or captive in any means. And so, you know, here we are today, just, you know, making a lot of progress. So those are the beginning stages. That's how we initially met. Great conversations. Um, you, you were just a teacher more than a salesman. Um, but with, you know, obviously those tactics of, of, you know, teaching somebody and motivating them to make a decision, you know. Yeah, yeah. Finances. Yeah, no, I mean, th appreciate that. Thank you very much. I mean, that's kind of always been my, I guess, my approach to it before any you know, business coaching or, you know, we work with a similar business coach, uh, Uncle G. But, you know, even working with him now, he's very big on sales. And I, I love his, his entire business model of concept and idea. But at the same time, like, I personally don't like going into a situation where I don't know or understand a product, an idea, a concept, and someone trying to push me forward on it because they might know it's going to benefit me. But like, if I don't know yet, I'm like, don't, don't push me. Like, I want to understand it. And then I, I take a step back. This is my weird analytical brain, which you've come to know. Um, <laughs> when I look at companies like Apple and Amazon, where it just, they sell a lot of high ticket items, and they've got low end products from a business standpoint, dynamite companies. But how much, if you and I are going to go and purchase something on Amazon, how much selling or push to sale do they do? None. Like none. It's all, it's all online because all of the information is there. So it, it is the high information age. And just when you talk about concepts like infinite banking, velocity banking, high cash value life insurance. There's a lot of material and it takes time for anyone to learn it. Uh, you know, I was fortunate with my background getting to start with corporations, insight, you know, working with an actuary of how all this stuff works. Um, and, and then I was able to practice and refine and I still work on that of how to properly communicate it because it's like taking another language and now you got to translate it into English with some of these insurance products and such and how they work. Um, but, you know, the information and such, the webinars, you know, we've done that for a long time. That's going to start up again. 
uh, in the near future with what we've got what we've got going on with our coaching and training business. But yeah, no, I mean I've I've enjoyed working with you, and I do remember in those early days when we conduct our webinars, actually uh, Wednesday afternoons and then Wednesday evenings. You were on there even when it was like five or six people. <laughs> When we were just putting them out there because everybody said, hey, I want training. I want training. I'm like, okay, I was having a hard time managing time. So I'm like, all right, I'll do it Wednesdays at this time. Anybody who wants to come on, now's the time. And nobody really showed up except for you and a handful of other people, which those people coincidentally still still tend to work with us. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I recall that. And it's kind of neat when you take a step back to see, hey, look at the progression that individuals make. They had the same habits today that they had on day one. It's always something, you know, it always works out like that. And then if you look at an individual and say, hey, I want them to mentor me or how can I get to the same level that they're, that they're at? Well, really, the thing is, is just see what they're doing and it's details as far as habits, what they're incorporating in their life, how they interact with people. Um, Jim Rohn, for example, I know you've mentioned you've listened to him I listen to him like every day. Yeah. <laughs> if he was alive, he'd be the, yeah. If he was alive, he'd be the mentor and coach I'd be reaching out to. Um, I love his style of communication and just a good, genuine guy. You can sense that in everything he talked about. Um, but when he talked about personal development, working on a little thing like your handshake, you know, so when you see mentors and such, like how do they interact with individuals? I and mean, you don't have to copy them and become the individual, but take the things that you say, hey, I really like how they interacted with me and then start to copy that or take a few of those items and do the same thing. And you can, we're going to learn from a variety of individuals. There's no one person that, that's around today that, hey, we should only copy them. No, take what you like and dismiss the rest. That's my mindset. Yeah. 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 I, I, I love doing that. Perfect example yeah. is just, you know, using the word crisis. Uh, so many people uh, relate crisis to danger, uh, chaos, chaotic events. But, you know, when we look at the root word, you know, the Greek root word of crisis is uh, sift, I believe, which literally means to shake out the excess mm -hmm. and only keep what's important. So it's like, okay, if you're learning from a guy like Grant, you're learning from a guy from like uh, Tony Robbins or Dean Graciosi, Jim Rohn, Les Brown, right? Whomever it is, you, you take the best things that you like from them. You don't want to be them because you're your own human being. There's only one of you. So you want to, you know, take the things that you like most about them that you align with morally, maybe spiritually, physically, uh, emotionally, relationship wise, how they handshake, right? How they, uh, talk to every single client on every single phone call. And then you, you take those skills and you make it your own because it's at the end of the day, it's your voice. It's how you deliver the message. And so, you know, that, that's, that's how I like to, you know, go about that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and just working on presentations. I, I mean, I'll sit there and practice a presentation 18 times until I can rehearse it properly because well, that's another story I can share another time. What, when I didn't do that, like in college, just botching presentations, utter embarrassment because I couldn't communicate <laughs> that well. But you had to work on it, personal development and such. Um, but let, let's get back on track because you and I will do our normal thing and just start talking about things we like. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love it though. 
So you had started with us, just you found us through through really our one of our marketing channels and the, the education you mentioned you had appreciated. And I appreciated your questions too, actually digging into it, because not not everyone does that. A lot of people are interested in the industry for the sales aspect, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. But those who really dig into it to to make sure, hey, I want to make sure that I have the absolute best product, best way of doing thing, doing things for my clients and my own personal policy, but putting others first. Um, and if you do that, everything else falls in line. Um, and that was apparent with you from day one, which is rare among definitely among that, that was everyone, let alone younger younger folks. Mm -hmm. that, that was super important for me because of uh, my prior experience. I, I come from sales. Yeah. You know, my, my first job was selling Cutco knives and then I was selling Victor watches. And then I got involved with a bunch of different MLMs, all of which I failed at. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's part of the process. I made money without a doubt, but I never like stood with it because I was like, I don't like it. You know, I want to change it up or I want to switch. Or, uh, this is not my thing. This is not my calling, but it's helping me gather the resources and the skills to get there. And so finally, when I came across your information, you know, and just to let everybody know that's watching, like the partnership that was established between Steve and I, that literally took about maybe six to nine months before I even started making any money, number one. And before I became considered like an in-house agent, you know, I, I don't go to work. I don't work at Steve's location. You know, I'm here in South Florida and Steve's in Pennsylvania, but you know, the amount of time that it took to just get that established, the partnership, the relationship and the money-making opportunity that took a little while. And that was two years ago. So, you know, for those that are, you know, agents watching, viewing, and they want to, you know, just jump on board and jump on the bandwagon, so to speak, uh, you really need to not only put the time in the effort, um, but you have to be willing to, you know, um, give more than what you would receive. You know, I remember most of my um, first sales, you know, not that I got major, you know, I did get majority of the commissions, but I would sacrifice, you know, as much as I could to make sure that the client was getting all of the information possible rather than me trying to write a policy myself and get 100% commission off of that one policy. I was like, Hey, is there a way where like I can leverage your whole entire staff and do a, a 75, 25, a 70, 30, a 60, 40, a 50, 50, you know, to make sure that the client is getting what they need, the education, the strategy coming from me. Um, and then anything else that could possibly come up over the next 40 years, because these, this product is something you're going to have your whole entire life, yeah. you know, and because of my age and the clients that I work with, it's very likely that I'm going to outlive 95% of my clients, you know, on, on average, cause they're all over the age of 55, you know, or 45. Yeah. So I want to make sure that there's a company that will be around that long number one, a partnership that will last and the education material and the, and the resources for the heirs to reach out to the proper department mm -hmm. when a family member passes away, mom or dad, mm -hmm. that Steve Parisi's name comes up. As soon as there's a death in the family, oh, boom, Steve, Denzel, 
I got to reach out, you know, yeah. and it makes that process much better. So I'm looking at this like long term mm -hmm. and getting those systems in place. Yeah. No. And I mean, thanks for mentioning that you're, I will say you are an exception as far as our recruiting process, agents that work in house, we do, you know, put a, invest a lot of time, money into them and such. And typically they're, they're in house, meaning they're physically in Pennsylvania in the office on a daily basis. Minus the past four months with everything going on, it's been a little bit different um, or a lot different, I should say. But the only in-house agent, the individual that we open certain things up to, to the same degree as we do our in-house agents is you. And, and that's really from the beginning. I mean, you've worked with us. I'm, I'm very big personally just on loyalty. Like when someone says, hey, I'm going all in in the beginning. When we were still growing everything, developing systems, I was partially saying, hey, I like the information, but it was, I viewed it as kind of a, a leap of faith too, to say, hey, these guys are figuring it out and growing, but yeah, they seem like they're doing the right thing. I hope it works out. So, I mean, I appreciate you doing that. And that's where I'm big, hey, like, hey, you know, let's offer him everything the same as I talk to our executive staff here, because you, you put the work, the time in, and you're easy to work with too. I mean, when we make adjustments in-house and such, we communicate with you. And I mean, I try and always look at it the same way to say, okay, if he needs an adjustment from us, let's make sure we accommodate guys because he do to others as you'd want done to you. And I, I love that uh, about you and just business and such. It makes things a lot easier because you always have those challenges you don't expect to come up. They take up all your time and then know, okay, here's someone that can just move fast with and makes life easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, let's let's keep going. So after you had, had connected with us, I mean, your focus was I remember you sending me an article of kind of a, a website landing page, what you're developing. And it was a focus where you, I think you had wrote it with your mom, kind of you're describing the relationship, but you were focusing on helping single moms. Correct. Yeah. The the at that time, right after I had a lost my my job which is like my main source of income and at that time i was still you know trying to learn infinite banking getting educated yeah. i was in the process of getting my own policy design so that i could be you know a product of the product and truly believe in it um one of the you know suggestions that came up as i was really uh learning everything with velocity banking and infinite banking and trying to put it together was i had a friend and a lot of other people during my journey tell me, hey, you got a great voice and you could probably do videos. And my really good friend, Alex, um, really was the one that dropped the final seed. It was like, dude, you need to make videos. You got a good voice, record. And I just started recording, sharing my story, just like what we're doing right here, just talking to people. And it's like, you could still see my content today. I mean, it was old ragged, you know, bad audio, bad visual, bad lighting, everything was just like bad. But it was like, you could still kind of hear me yeah. to the point. You just got to raise the volume all the way up. <laughs> yeah. You can hear me and you can hear me saying, Hey, here's a scenario of my mom, my mom's numbers. Here are my numbers. Uh, here's what I'm trying to do. Does this work? You know, if we run the numbers, here's what this would look like if I did X, Y, and Z. Do you guys think it could work? So I wasn't even coming off like this is the way to do things. It was more like, here's what I'm trying to do. 
uh, here's the results that I've gotten so far. And by the way, you know, I love my mom. This is my, my reasoning for stepping out there is the fact that I got results. I got financial results for my mom to improve her credit. She became debt free. She's learning how to use money in the 21st century and she's over the age of 50 and you know, she's doing well, much better than before. So I was, you know, in my head, I was like, you know, I've got no prior uh, formal education on finance. I've spent no real, like, uh, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on licenses and education. I mean, I spent the hundred dollars on a background check, maybe $50 to take the life mm-hmm. insurance, uh, life insurance, uh, state exam. Yeah. You know, got that. But for the most part, I was probably spending like maybe 10 to $50 on books mm-hmm. and watching free content Yep, because I didn't have the money to begin with, you know? Um, and so here I am getting these results from my mom and I was like, all right, if I can help her, then maybe I could help another mom out there. And so in almost every video I was making, I was like, Hey, my mission is to help moms, um, you know, master their finances, uh, pay off debt, get their credit right. Uh, just put in a financial management system. Here are some numbers that I'm working with. If it makes sense, reach out to me here, you know, and let's have a conversation. And that's really what I was doing for the about the first six months. So from like August, 2018, all the way to like January of 2019, that's literally all I was doing. Yeah. And at the same point, I was trying to continue to build my relationship with you by simply sending as many leads as I possibly could over to your team to service those people that were interested in the videos that, that I was making. Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's commendable. And that's that it factor, the work ethic where you're saying, okay, I'm trying to start out. I don't have the resources or money right now to do it, but I'm willing to put the time in and be uncomfortable and just go for it, man, <laughs> which, <laughs> which I, I love, you know, especially with the video content, just in the beginning where you're putting it out there, criticism comes, but it's like, who cares? Like I'm trying, I'm going to refine myself. I'm going to put it out there and you're talking to people is what you're doing. And like I always believe if you share your personal message, what you're going through, your numbers, exactly what you did, your mom's numbers, people are going to relate to that because everybody has problems. And if you and I have a million problems, there's a good chance that probably 300,000 of them, 300,000 are exactly the same or similar. So, okay, I can relate to that. No problem. So when you start talking about that stuff, naturally, you're going to attract individuals and you're going to help them out. Here's some things I'm considering. And the things you're considering that I'm considering are different. So now you get new ideas. And that's just collaboration, talking to individuals. That's where innovation comes from. Innovation rarely comes from someone just sitting there on their own. It's collaborating with other individuals and writing things down so you don't forget about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, if we were to fast forward two and a half, three years from back when we connected till now, obviously things are much different, right? You've blown up. Which is which is great. I love that. Keep keep pushing, man. And here I am. <laughs> when we met down, when was that? Uh, December when we had met down in uh in Miami. Yes, we we had yeah. met in person finally. Yeah. That was a really cool experience. Phil yeah. was there and and Dara, and that was just like yeah, really awesome. Yeah, to 
you know, get that opportunity to get that chance. And, and you were in town for Grant Cardone. So making time for me was like, oh my God, like I must feel like a million bucks if he's coming yeah. to see me. Oh, I loved, we blocked that out. I remember that, that evening because Brandon, we were with um, Brandon Dawson's with his uh, ventures group going through coaching and him, you know, on the fly, I, he's brilliant with a lot of his business, business ideas, but he comes up and goes, Hey, we're at my apartment over here. My other, my second home in Miami, uh, we're, we're having dinner tonight. If you want to come over and talk about your business, I'm like, Hey, I made plans, man. I'd love to next time. Just let me know in advance. But like, I'm big on let's your yes mean yes. That's a Bible yeah. principle. And something yeah. like that is something like th that right there is like the confirmation that I did the right thing. I hooked up with the right people because had you gone to that person's home that you could have picked up, you know, a huge client, huge. I mean, just the, the, the sheer caliber of people that are in that room, yeah. you know, relaxed, right? Yeah. Open, vulnerable. I mean, you could have easily mm -hmm. picked up new clients there, even Phil, even um, uh, Phil and, and Dara as well, like just, yeah. just, you know, co-creating, co you know, collaborating and things like that. So the fact that you let that go to have a simple, a nice dinner, by the way, nice dinner. Um, good steak, nice, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah, nice steak. I nice like the steak. Good pick. I think you picked it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> it was yeah. good stuff, man. <laughs> Keep going. I don't mean to talk about food. Sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, but just like that right there, that was, you know, that's, that's confirmation. I keep getting confirmation like that. Just like treating me like, in, like, like I go to the office every single day as an in-house agent. Most companies would not do that, yeah. you know, and you have a setup just like a grant, you know, grant requires, Hey, you want to come work with me for me? You want to part with me? You got to move to Miami. And so you're putting in that same, uh, you know, requirements, for you know everyone else now that you're at this level and the fact that you know i met you back then yeah. um that meant something that okay he, he got in at the ground level not everyone gets to get in at ground level yeah but what makes a difference is that you apply the same loyalty to those people and not that you're treating them any differently than the people that you interact with today mm -hmm. but you're saying this guy was in it to win it yeah. And here we are both winning. So I I'm, think that, that's, that's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. Yeah. And I, I've, I have, and had had mentors over time as well that treated me in a similar way. And, and then some people don't, they say, Hey, you know, big deal came up. I got to cancel or postpone or reschedule because, you know, I'm small at the time, not really worth their time. And, and it's like, okay, I fully understand it. Don't get offended, but you do see that difference there. Um, you know, there, where there's one mentor, um, he's he's at the end of his career with one company right now because kind of he'll be he for, he'll be forced out. But in the beginning, like when I was struggling to get going, when I broke off from the company where I just designed policies for corporations, I remember him taking time when I'm like barely surviving. Here's a guy that does big big time producer mentor, and he's like, yeah, we'll definitely meet you for breakfast for for lunch just to talk to you. I'm like, like. Uh, why is he doing this with me? Uh, like of all people and didn't have the lead flow, you know, the marketing skills that we've learned over time, but he did that. And that's extremely commendable. I'm trying to do that for everyone today as well. Um, now it's more of a case of always managing your time properly. That's, uh, that's a full-time job in itself. Um, but no, I, I do really like that about you as well. It's, it's not a quality 
you see a whole lot out there. And it's not because anyone maliciously doesn't have it, I don't think. I think it's just a case of everybody gets so busy and has to put prioritize that some things get pushed out, you know, kind of call it priorities or things. Hey, I used to put, you know, this certain goal or this task first, but I've got to put it aside now. It's like when you stick to the foundations, the principles, everything works out. It really does. You have yeah. to have your referencing point, yeah. you know, whatever you believe in life, whether you, yeah. you know, you believe in a particular faith or religion, a creed, a culture, a tradition, mm -hmm. you, you have to have things that are unchanging because we're in an environment where your whole entire life from birth till death is going to change. Right? Now. Everything is going to change. That mm -hmm. that's if there's something that will never stop happening is change. And then there's principles or laws in life that are unchanging. So the more we, you know, rely on these kind of methods, these ethics, these rules, these codes that we live by code of ethics or, you know, kingdom ethics or, you know, personal moral values. As long as you don't sacrifice that in the change, mm -hmm. then you'll, you'll gradually have a upward growth. Yep. You know, even if you do a little bit of this, right. And keep going up, it's like you maintain your integrity in I, the midst of I, it all. I love that. You know, like when I, talk to my wife, like if one of us are going through a, a challenging situation, whether it's personal, you know, with other individuals, business, whatever it might be. And I try and communicate this to my staff, friends, like whenever we're making progress on whatever task it is that we're focusing on, it doesn't have to be business and, and finance and such, um, but look at it every six months. Try not to focus on day to day because, oh, this week's going horrible. I view it, the saying I always, always use, <laughs> and I was laughing because I, I think of conversations I talked to, to my wife about is we're climbing up the mountain. You're going to keep going up, but if every once in a while you're going to slide back 10 feet because it's a slick, you know, slick patch of ice, you know, the wind hit you, whatever it might be. But instead of focusing on, oh man, I fell down 10 feet, it's like, you just went up 500 feet. Like we're, we're doing fine. Like that's going to happen here and there. Just keep, keep going. And that's, that can apply to anything, whether it's business, personal, <laughs> whatever it might be. Um, but no, when you mentioned that, that's the analogy or illustration I'll always use with my wife and I talk about that a lot. Um, but I, I'll say it to everyone, when we get frustrated with a friend or something like that, because they're not making the progress or an employee, it's like, Steve, take a step back. Think it was you first, put yourself in their position don't judge <laughs> but then second it's like okay how much progress have they made in the past six months or the past four four and a half months i would say it's very safe to say that for 90 percent of people out there things have been extremely stressful with working from home due to covid everything going on had to completely shift their habits and everything or their not their habits their their schedules where I'll sit down and look at, okay, six months ago, compared to now, things are more stressful. Why? Okay, COVID hit, it changed things. What specific items? What can we do to make an adjustment to continue to move forward rather than dwell on the problem and get pulled down? Yeah. Definitely totally agree. I mean, yeah. with with the, the stress and bringing, you know, just to bring up the whole, the word crisis again, it's like that could be used here. It's like, Okay, COVID hit. 
people are interpreting it as a dangerous thing, which it is the, the thing COVID, right. And this invisible, you know, germ, right. This flu that can hurt you. But at the same time, the crisis, you know, is simply it's an event that you have no control over. Right. So if it's going to hit you, it's going to hit you. You can't do anything about it. You can put in preventive measures and cautions and keep it at that. Yep. The preventive measures and cautions. But when you worry about the preventive measures, like yeah. is my mask on? Uh, you know, did I get tested? And is there going to be a vaccine? And, and you just Tracks start pulls you down. These are all distractions. Yep. Whereas you can say, okay, here are the preventive measures. Here are the cautions that we're going to put in. Here's the, the strategy, the mindset shift that we're going to go ahead and implement here for our company at home, our relationship, but we're going to focus on the opportunities that that will arise, you know, and that's the whole, you know, point of understanding what environment you're in and how to keep climbing up that mountain. There is going to be a, an ice, you know, you know, a, a mudslide or, you know, ice that, you know, a snowball effect that comes down. You yeah. may have to shift how you climb them. I mean, you can't just go straight up a mountain. You're going to have to do a lot of this, you know, yep. to get up to the top. Yep. And that, that process, the team, the people that you decide to go up the mountain with, yeah is what would ultimately make the difference and then the mindset going into it yeah i expect crisis i expect danger but in the danger there's opportunity yep as well i love it take it as it comes and roll with it um but and i'll get back on track here one thing and i remember listening to grant when 2008 hit and all his businesses go on stall and he's talking to his wife and he you know being grant he's, he's telling the story about talking to his wife and she's like what What's this mean, Grant? What are we going to do? <laughs> and he looks at her and I think he said, baby, this is the biggest opportunity of our lifetime. <laughs> he starts to laugh because <laughs> he's nuts. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I mean, he's he's right. I mean, that, that mentality, I mean, he expanded into the real estate market at that time. I also say, okay, so he did that. Well, who else did that? You can Google search this as well. If you look at Apple, they released the iPhone initially in 2007 and then started pushing it in 2008, 2009, right? In that recession, everybody's just having a hard time. They have their best year ever at the time. (laughs) It's like, okay, what are they doing? They're expanding when everyone else retracts and plays defense. So in that point you mentioned where, hey, you're going to, in the crisis, everything's going on. You got to adapt, but there's opportunity as well. There definitely is because when the tidal wave comes, usually everybody goes under, but then come back up for air or let's wait until things get better, then come back up for air versus that like uh, say, hey, I'm just going to go for it, come up and I've got to take the opportunity when everybody else is just laying low and waiting for the storm to pass. But that's why people think we're crazy sometimes too. Um, so a question I did want to ask, I love this this stuff by the way as well. Question I did want to ask is just growing your business. So really from when we met till now, you grew it effectively. And you kind of alluded to this with videos earlier, but what are some of the things, and it could be one thing if, if you feel it's one, that helped you grow your business 
and get to where you are now, especially if people are looking at you, especially at your age. How old are you now? 20, 23? Uh, 24. Now. 24. That's right. At your age to say, okay, how did he do this at some, such a young age? And how can I try and do the same thing? So um, I'll hit it logically and then I'll also hit it <laughs> philosophically. <laughs> right. Right? So philosophically, when you want to make a change in your life, you first have to take in new data. And before you take in that new data, you have to see the current hard drive that you have in your operating system. Is there anything I need to dump? Is there anything I need to unlearn and relearn first before I enter into this? Is there a mind shift that has to occur first? Mm -hmm. And so for me, philosophically, my faith was in my Lord and Savior, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yep. And I, you know, put all my bets on Jesus, on God, mm -hmm. on the Almighty. I said, okay, if you're real, right? And the Bible is as true as they come, you know, and the word is effective and the Holy Spirit's real. There's another realm. There's an afterlife. If all this is true, I'm just going to put my bet on that, right? And I'm going to put it to the test. I'm going to challenge this. And I feel like if I'm going to discover anything, if I'm going to make a change in my life, you're going to have to go through trial and error. You're going to have to challenge it. If you want to know if something is true, you must, you know, put it through a scientific experiment, right? And make observations, make hypothesis, Estimate. evaluate the results, and you will see this is false. This won't work. Or this is true. It does work. So for me, I put my faith in Christ, and he has led me the whole entire way philosophically. Now, logically, for those that, you know, for the, my viewers, because I have a ton of them that don't necessarily, you know, rely on that. Well, then I hit it this way. Logically, I applied the 10x method, right, of marketing, researching, developing my niche, reaching out to individuals, and focusing on my ethics, behaviors, morals, and values that I want to bring to a new business. So in the 21st century, the fastest, most effective way to communicate information, to be an effective communicator and a salesman or saleswoman is through online video content, written word, or photographs, right? So you got written word, photographs, video, and then audio as well. Yeah. Like now we have, you know, podcasts has become huge over the last few years. So we're in the 21st century. So you have to understand how to operate in this time. Back then, pre-internet, right, pre-video, pre-TV, you had to go door to door to communicate information. You had to put on an event. Those still apply to for yeah. today, but all I'm saying is logically speaking, this is faster. Yep. Video is faster. Internet is faster. I can get to more people at a faster rate. Right. So I, I just took that and I said, okay, well. Video is great because I can get video, audio, photographs, visual, and the written word all in one. Yeah. I can strip the translation out of the video. I can strip the audio out of the video and make it a podcast. I can cut the video up into multiple pieces yeah. and have repurposed content. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And I can take videos uh, where I can do a still shot photo like this, right? And that will be my thumbnail, Beautiful. right? And I can go like this, you know, like 10x, <laughs> right? And, yeah. and that's 20 photos right there. Mm -hmm. And that'll get posted on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, mm -hmm. bah, 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 everything and everything under the sun that is operating, like that's getting the attention right now. So I can yeah. follow the attention and then with 10x, I say, okay, what do I want for my life? Mm -hmm. I want to go from making $2,000 a month at the time. That's what I was making to $20,000 a month. Just simply add a zero. How do I do that? Right. And so I just 10 X my number, right? It's a high enough goal that even if I fail to hit the goal and I got to yep. 8,000 a month, I would not be upset. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But if I say I want to go from making 2000 a month to make an extra 500 and I don't do that, that's way more disappointing. Correct. So if you expand the goal, you say, okay, two to 20. If I get to 10 in six months, I'm not going to be angry. Mm -hmm. If I go from two to 25, yep. I'm not going to be angry. Two to three, three to four, four to six, four to mm -hmm. eight. Right. There's, there, you're not going to be uh, disappointed in your results whatsoever yeah. because you originally was like, dude, if I can just make an extra couple hundred bucks a month, I'll be set. Right. You know, I'll be able to pay all my bills, pay off all my debt. Yeah. Right. But you want to expand that because you want to leave room for giving, um, building relationships, advancing, expanding, just like Apple and Amazon does, you know, on a yearly basis. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I really appreciate you going into that. And the first point, the, the philosophical point, um, there's a Bible principle on that. It's in Matthew where it's more or, less, more or less seek the kingdom first and other things will be added to you. Going into the Bible principles and such that, uh, I mean, I've always, my wife and I, we always put God first, spiritual things first. And it, it is a huge help. I mean, that's in my, my schedule every day that comes, you know, Bible reading and such, because going back to the habits, if I don't do that, start to get stressed out with everything else. But again, that's not to say that everyone has to do that. You know, it's, that's part of the habits and such. And I, I hear you there. No, it's, I, I agree. Um, but then the logical part, as far as, okay, I'm trying to run a business from a systems and processes standpoint, what works A, B, and C, and then set a goal that's so high that you might look at and say, man, how am I, can I hit that? <laughs> but, and then kind of be realistic with yourself. Well, put your head down and go for it. And if you hit 50% of that, would you be happy? Well, yeah, I'd definitely be happy. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's, I related, I ran track and field in uh, high school and uh, college. And the first goal was uh, I ran the 800 meter. Did you run track at all? I did not run Didn't. track. I was a wrestler, played football and band in high school. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. So track the, the 800 meter, two laps around the track. The first goal was to break two minutes, right? And I'm right at the time when I want to do that. It's like two and a half minutes. I couldn't do it. I'm just <gasps> gasping for air. <laughs> but eventually senior year of high school did that. And then in college, the goal was to break 150, I mean, in 50 seconds and then breaking it down. Okay. Here's what I need to hit, you know, every 200 meters to actually hit the target. Um, I didn't hit it at the end of the, the collegiate career. I hit, I think it was 153 and change. And I look back, I'm like, yeah, I'm very happy with that. You know, trying to hit 150. 
<laughs> my body wouldn't do it no matter how many miles per week and intense the training was doing. But taking a step back and uh, you can do the exact same thing with football, wrestling or anything to say, okay, what steps did I need to take to hit this goal? Did I do it? No, but how much closer did I get to kind of get at that, that higher elite level, call it? Yeah, definitely. No, I totally agree. Like yeah. it, it applies to almost everything and anything that that we do is you, you set the goal so high that it's like at first it may seem near impossible but because it's so high even if you got 50 percent of the way there yeah you avoid pointing yourself you avoid mm -hmm. unsatisfactory results you avoid worry yep. stress you know and so when when i set out that goal to go from 2000 to 20,000, it took only about six to nine months to do yeah right i did my first 10k month in january of 2019 mm -hmm. and then by i think it was uh april or may i did thirty-five thousand in revenue and i was like okay i've already hit the 10x goal let me hit the next 10x which is Another a goal from, right to yeah. twenty thousand to 200,000. What's the worst thing that can happen? I go back to 20. I still wouldn't be mad. <laughs> yeah. right? you, if you 10x once in your life financially and kept the same lifestyle that you're living right now, you're there. Or, yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you just do that for consistently for five to seven years, you would have, you could create a life that you could live off of for the rest of your life. And then anything you do beyond that, is just icing on the cake. Yeah. So now April, 2019, I do a 30, you know, May or April, 2019, I do 35 K in revenue. I mean, 95% of that was profit. Yeah. I was like, I didn't even need that. I was doing 10, yeah. 12, 15 K months. I did a 20 K month prior from January to like April, May. Yeah. And then for the rest of the year, I was, you know, doing what millionaires do is they build their other streams of income. So my stream of income with, with you and IBC Global, you know, that generated about 70 plus thousand in revenue from 2019 mm -hmm. to the end of, you yeah. know, from the beginning of 2019 to the end, that was one whole year. I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. that's, that was 75 grand of really no work. Right. When you think about it, no physical work. I didn't have to run like track. I didn't have to wrestle somebody <laughs> for that. I didn't have to, you know, beat anybody up. I, I mm -hmm. just shared my story, expressed my gratitude. And thanks. I gave acknowledgement to my my Lord and Savior. I acknowledged him day and night and thanked him for everything. And then also thanked people as well that, that God put in my life to help me accelerate. And then so now going into 2020, you know, I, I, I finished out the first year at 283,000 in revenue. So I hit that 10x goal, the second one, you know, which was to really make 200,000. But in reality, the goal is to go from 20,000 a month to 200,000 a month. So you actually make 2.4 million. Right on. Right. Mm -hmm. And and I still have that goal. It's not like I don't want to hit it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to figure out, you know, how eventually to get there. If, I, if it took me 20 years to get to 2.4 million, right, I would still do it. I mean, it, I'm living off of 40,000 a year. Right. 50,000 a year. I mean, everything else is just icing right gravy so if it takes me three years to get to 2.4 million i'm not going to be angry but the yeah. fact that i set the goal 
Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm always striving to the better yeah. version of me. I'm always trying to beat my yesterday self, become a better Denzel tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then become a better Denzel the next day and following. Going for so, it. So 2020, right? COVID hits and I still break a quarter million in revenue, right? Because I, I just, I knew, I was like, okay, here's danger, here's opportunity. The opportunity that I saw in my industry was that financial education just became urgent. It has been important for everyone to know about their finances, but now the whole world, it just became urgent to understand your finances. And so I was positioned just in time, philosophically and logically positioned, had that whole year of basically pregame and then learning and do, you know, 283,000 in revenue. And then now we're halfway into 2020. I'm already at a quarter million in revenue. That's, so I should close out the year, maybe 400, maybe a half a mil. Correct. You know, if it took me six months to make 250,000, who's to stop me from making another 250 over the next six months? Go hey man, double it again. <laughs> <laughs> why, why not? Yeah. You know? I tell you what, yeah, I know it, it is something, and especially on that point in this, because I know your focus on businesses, philosophy, banking, and then we go into cash value insurance, but what you had mentioned, it's kind of a good lead in, which we'll definitely go into next time. Today was more so, you know, I was talking about business, philosophy, all that, all that fun stuff, which I love and I can go on forever. With COVID, the economic panic, the market panic with how volatile it is right now, I tell you what, I mean, with cash value insurance and velocity banking, I mean, there's more interest there and you can do a lot of good with it. It's just more so, I think the transparency more than anything is important because there's a lot of information out there and whether it's vague or not, just being direct with it, hey, here's how the product works and then here's exactly how it can benefit you in your specific situation. You do a ton of case studies which I appreciate and anyone uh, would appreciate because a case study is so nice because you're seeing here's what an individual went through and how you help them. So now I can get something out of that. You can get something out of that. There's a benefit there. So it's it's really nice in that respect um, that you put so many case studies there. But uh, yeah, with COVID, I think that just accelerated everything. The need for financial education, people wanting to understand, hey, what is velocity banking? How do I get out of debt that normally would take me 30 years? Now I can do it in five to seven years, whatever the time frame is. And then why on earth do I see one cash value life insurance policy with any company that looks horrible in the beginning or I have 50 or 60% of cash value versus one that is cash rich from the get-go, strongest guaranteed cash values long-term, all the technical details that you and I like to talk about, but yeah. we'll definitely talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Next time. Yeah, you know, I, I would just, I would just say that, you know, over the sheer amount of information that you and I put out there, the difference between our information and other individuals is at the end of the day, it's going to be wisdom versus information. Yeah. You know, so people that are on the hunt for research mm-hmm. and knowledge, there is a overload of information. You know, I call it IOS information overload syndrome, right? It's just like, it's too much. 
So the, the whole economy, the global economy that we're now in the 21st century, it's a global economy that there's a, there's just too much information, but not enough wisdom. Yeah. And the difference between information and wisdom is wisdom is applied action. Whereas information is just data, yep. just facts, you know, but wisdom is a story. It's the facts and it's the applied action that an individual that is watching can tangibly take home and go do something with it. And I think that's what we bring to the table. Yeah. When we're uh, talking about velocity banking and uh, infinite banking. A hundred percent. And then also just call it the directness and transparency. I mean, in our company's mission statement, it's convenience and transparency because I'm big on making things convenient as possible, which is why we keep hiring more departments and training them. But you know, the transparency, whether velocity banking, there's a lot of steps. Like I've seen a lot of your case studies, but I think I've, I've seen with you and I, it's why I like working with you is you're very thorough about going through each bullet point and not skipping over anything and just assuming the individual knows or just talking about it conceptually and leaving it there, leaving it on the individual to do the rest. I do my own research and everyone's going to as well, but the more here's exactly what it is, how it works, pros and cons, specific details so people can get that information whether they work with you or not, it's there, is extremely valuable. Where a lot of times, and this is probably just how I started in the financial services industry, there's just so much concept sold out there where, hey, look at this great concept. And then people buy a product, find out after the fact that, oh man, I didn't know I could set it up so much differently. And I just wasted 40 grand over the first year or $300,000 of the first five years because so-and-so didn't tell me. So in my mind, it's like, okay, how you overcome that is just by really being upfront and showing them all the details. Here's exactly how the product works, which goes back to Apple and Amazon. Like they don't have to sell it because they show exactly what it is on the surface. It's like, it's that simple. That's all you got to do. <laughs> and then everyone's yeah, happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love sharing with people about infinite banking you know, the cons, the disadvantages yeah. and, and the pros and, and you making that decision. Is this right for me or not? Yeah. You know, I love saying, I love mentioning, hey, you know, the policy is going to be negative the first two years. The most expensive years are the first one to two years. Mm -hmm. You're probably not going to break even from years until you're in year, year five or six or seven being yeah. the latest, you know, right. but three to five years, ideally we want to break even, Yep. you know, and we want people to understand that like, like, why would I even do that if I'm going to go negative for the first three to five years and I'm not going to ever, um, the amount of money I put in over five years, you're telling me I'm not going to actually have all of yeah. that till the fifth year. And then on top of that, I can only borrow 90% of what's there. Correct. How do you make sense of that? Like all those things. And I'm just putting it out there. I'm like, here's what it is. Here's what you need to know. And here's the benefits. And here's how we can make sense of going negative, of, of having negative cash value, or I mean, negative return on investment, or by putting your money into this asset that you know, is going to be, you know, a negative return in the first, you know, year or two, and it's going to be, you know, the, the insurance company is going to overcharge us for death benefit in those first two years. Yeah. And just being super transparent about that. that. That's it. And you, you put yourself in a good position and we can definitely, you know, maybe for the next topic, we'll, we'll go into the numbers and, and details since we love doing that. Um, but 
I couldn't could not agree more. We always try and touch on that. And sometimes I'll hear, hey, it's not about the numbers, you know, just don't don't worry about the cash value. Don't focus on the the IRR, the internal rate of return. You just want to do it because it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I hear that. I'm like, no, like this is people's money you're working with here. You cannot just expect them to blind blindly throw it away or here's why you sacrifice it. Like if you flip positions and you find out that you lose a hundred bucks or a hundred thousand dollars and it could have been designed differently, whether it's in your best best interest or not, it's important for you to be able to see that. Otherwise you feel like somebody pulled something over you. It's like, no, I, that ain't right, man. Like, come on, you got to show me the options. Um, but no, it's people's money. They work hard for it. Show them the options and be transparent. There's no, uh, call it right or wrong way. We see that a lot as far as you shouldn't do things a certain way. It's like, no, just show me the options. Just like I'm going to buy a car, show me the different features. And if I want the if, if I want the Cadillac version, I'll get that. If I want the, the basic version, then, you know, strip it down. But I want to see it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Just show me the options. <laughs> right on, man. <laughs> right on. Well, this was no. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. We we definitely went went over time, but but that's okay. I I, I enjoy talking to you. Um, you know, really appreciate you you making time today. Anything anything else you want to touch on that we we hadn't before? I just ended. <laughs> um, you know, for the audience that you yeah. know, some people that are brand new, if they want to you know, see me or, or go to my channel. It's, you know, Denzel Napoleon Rodriguez, my full name, or if you're typed in the finance geek or velocity banking, you know, those are the concepts that I, you know, really like to cover on my channel, showing people the, you know, the beginning process. Um, if anybody, you know, wants to, if they're ready to like jump into this full throttle, I'm sure there's links below in the description, Correct. I was gonna say to, yep. you know, get a hold of Steve and, you know, even get a hold of me. Um, everybody at IBC Global, for the most part, I think, uh, knows me and is able yeah. to refer people to my way if they're not ready for infinite banking. And that's where I like to come in and say, okay, if we're not ready for infinite banking, we don't want to force it yeah. on our financial situation. We want to we want to improve our finances by making infinite banking a feature and benefit rather than oh, I got to do this because I'm 55 years old and I'm going to die soon. I'm like, no, you're not. You've got 30 years left in the tank, at least. Come yeah. on. You know, yeah. <laughs> you just got to fix your health. Maybe we lose some weight and, and that could improve mm -hmm. our cost. You know, yeah. and I've, I've guided clients like that. I've said, hey, you know, let's put a policy on your wife. She's four years younger <laughs> yeah. and she's way healthier mm -hmm. and likely to live longer than you. Rather than putting a policy on the husband who's older, overweight, hey, if we could fix the overweight problem, we could have a beautiful policy, Yeah, you know, and not have to have higher costs instead of forcing it on the client. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, those are practical. That's beyond finances. That now we're talking to like health and fitness, correct? Yeah. <laughs> you know, of the client. And I think that's important as agents to bring that up. Hey, are you a smoker? Um, do you smoke marijuana? You know, do you do this? It has to like, come up. Just, mm -hmm. Yeah, it has yeah. to, you know, and, and, and that's the vulnerability that, you and I get to, and then all the agents in at IBC Global get to have that conversation with people mm -hmm. and just get real, get really, really real. Hey, I have this, I have this issue, that issue. So yeah, you know, just close out with that. Yeah. Transparency. As right well, on, you know? right on more than a transaction. Yeah. Now, well, all the, the links and contact information is below. Uh, but yeah, really appreciate you making time today and we will talk to you next time. 
God bless everyone. Thank you. Thanks. Take care.